Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're once again going to be talking about Activision Blizzard's imminent acquisition by the Microsoft Corporation. If you haven't been following any of this story at all, please do check out our playlist. It's getting pretty extensive. This will be the 10th video within it entitled Microsoft Times Activision, where you'll get a lot of the details and a lot of the different angles about one of the biggest stories in gaming history. Today, however, we're going to be talking corporate messaging as well as gaming journalism, how things are reported on as CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, not Phil Spencer, who's the CEO of Microsoft Gaming, a division of Microsoft in its entirety. Satya Nadella gave some interview comments to the Financial Times, and I think they're very interesting. A number of you asked me to talk about them, and we can dissect them a little bit in the environment that we find ourselves in. Before we do that, however, I do want to point out this is a Patreon-supported channel. I cannot do this kind of analysis without support from viewers and listeners like you. If you are interested in supporting the channel, please do check that out. And one of the tiers on the Patreon is the ability to sponsor an episode per month. Special thanks today for sponsorship from Nord. Nord has been a sponsor of Virtual Legality now for a number of months. We are very appreciative of his generosity. And again, We can't do this without that kind of support. So thank you so much to Nord. And if you're interested in it, please do check out the Patreon. With that all being said, we can now take a look at what Mr. Nadella said in this Financial Times interview, how it's been reported on in places like IGN and elsewhere. And let's take a look at that right now. Headline, Microsoft CEO doesn't see Activision Blizzard acquisition being blocked. The deal still wouldn't make the company's gaming division Bigger than Tencent or Sony. That's the subheading here from IGN. Now, there's a couple of things that pop out already, and we saw this when we analyzed Microsoft's announcement of this deal, right? That they were trying to position themselves as effectively third place in a giant video gaming community. Look at Tencent, look at Sony, look at these other up-and-comers, and you regulators shouldn't need to worry about us at all. Now, we've also seen some erroneous reporting already on this, politics at play, FTC to review Microsoft, whether or not that's a break with tradition or not. Hat tip, it's not. Uh, But as we've talked about these issues, one of the things that keeps coming up is folks that are interested in this deal, and especially those folks that are interested in seeing this deal go through, asking what the chances are of a problem. And some folks coming into my comments and social media and suggesting that Microsoft has lawyers, they wouldn't have entered into this deal if they thought it would be blocked. Now, I tend to agree with that, but it's also not terribly dispositive to the question of whether it will get blocked. Or as IGN headlines here, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella has said he doesn't believe Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard will be blocked by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. Now, can you imagine the newsworthiness of the opposite statement? Yes, yes, we've paid lawyers and business people and financial due diligence analysts all this money. We've spent all this time and resources, but yeah... We only put this in as something of a laugher, a bit of a lark. We think it'll be blocked by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. In no universe does the CEO of Microsoft answer any differently. So the newsworthiness here is already a little bit questionable from the slug line, but he still says some interesting things that are worthy of analysis. Talking to the Financial Times, Nadella said that the deal would only place Microsoft as the third largest player in the video game industry and the fragmentation of the market would prevent them from gaining a monopoly. Or more specifically, he's quoted as saying the following. At the end of the day, all the analysis here has to be done through a lens of what's the category we're talking about and what about the market structure? 
And I want to pause there before we get to the rest of his quote, because I think this is the most important thing that he says. And certainly if you've been with us in virtual legality for a little while, you have seen this writ large in other antitrust and regulatory analysis we have done here, which is whether or not you are an antitrust violator, whether or not you are a monopolist or lessening competition in a given market depends almost entirely on how the regulator defines that market. We saw it with Epic versus Apple. We saw each present different markets. Apple wanted it to be all of gaming, I think, maybe even all of entertainment. Epic wanted it to be access to the iOS ecosystem, obviously a monopoly if they win that argument. The court went with something different. I believe it's mobile gaming that they went with as their market, and that changes the analysis. Different denominators mean different things to where your numerator actually winds up. Microsoft may well be third in gaming, but where is it in cloud infrastructure? Where is it in advancement towards the quote unquote metaverse, which we'll see discussed here. And I don't think it's terribly useful for court analysis, but certainly a lot of folks are interested in saying that word a lot because investors are pretty keen on it right now. Where does it put you with respect to a subscription service for the sale of video games? Is that a separate market? Should it be considered a separate market? So this statement from Nadella at the top is 100% correct. But note what he does in the next quote here, because it's exactly what they did in their press release when they announced their deal. It matters what the market is, and here we think the market is, quote unquote, gaming. Even post this acquisition, Nadella says, we will be number three with sort of a low teens market share where even the highest player is also in the teens for market share. It shows how fragmented content creation platforms are And so that's the fundamental category. Yes, we will be a big player in what is a highly fragmented place. Now, the interesting thing there is in order to have potentially abusive power, you don't actually have to have 100% of the market or else the regulators would basically never do anything, especially in technology, because there's constant competitors popping up and being struck down and all these various things. So you don't need 100% to get into trouble with American antitrust law. We've seen that, again, in Epic versus Apple most prominently, but you do need a significant portion of control of the marketplace. Now, interestingly enough, One of the things that Microsoft is essentially yielding here is that in a fragmented marketplace, you need less of a percentage before regulators start worrying, right? Because if it's so fragmented that 30% represents a big, big chunk of control of that marketplace, then 30% is what we're going to look at. And we're going to look at it and analyze it as potentially abusive. Now, as we've also talked about in this playlist and elsewhere here in virtual legality, one of the issues with enforcement of antitrust laws in every jurisdiction is that they're fundamentally forward-looking. It's essentially regulators saying, hey, if this potential exists to be abusive, maybe we should stop this deal. Maybe we should do something else. Maybe we should sue because the potential is bad enough. And with that potential, one could analyze Microsoft's deal with Activision and say, well, it's not gaming. Microsoft isn't competing just in a general gaming market. They're competing very specifically in a market to sell the subscription service. They have the lead position. They have the most cash resources. They have all of these advantages. And now they're buying up content that could potentially be used to compete against them in that new market. We know basically that Sony was relying at least in part on Call of Duty to be a part of whatever their gaming service is to be called. It's presently rumored to be called Spartacus internally. And we suspect that part of the reason that the Bungie deal got done so quickly after the Activision deal was announced is because that was a clarifying event for both parties there. Sony knows it needs some kind of shooter in terms of intellectual property. It also knows it wants to move into live services where there have been other successful companies that are not named Sony 
and purchased Bungie for that purpose, at least as they explain it to the rest of the world. So when Microsoft CEO goes this far and says, well, we're third in gaming, don't worry about us, but it's also fragmented, it creates an interesting scenario for the FTC and the DOJ. We have it rumored that the FTC is looking at it more specifically than the DOJ, but those are still rumors and should be treated as such. Should the deal go ahead, says IGN, Microsoft will still be behind Sony and Tencent in terms of industry size. Now, this isn't a terribly useful sentence from IGN. This is one of the reasons I wanted to bring this kind of reporting up. You still have to determine what industry you're talking about. I know IGN is reporting on gaming industry. It can be read as indicating the gaming industry. But when your predecessor paragraph is all about what's the category we're talking about, this kind of language isn't terribly useful when describing this particular issue. Nadella also noted that distribution is an important factor to consider and that Microsoft is currently not even the biggest games provider on its own operating system, says Nadella. Also, the analysis will have to extend to say, why are these content companies trying to become bigger? So we start to see Microsoft's defense here, right? And people ask me this as well. When Sony announced their acquisition of Bungie, does that help Microsoft? We can see in part that Microsoft intends to use rhetorical defense with the FTC and these regulators. It says, look, you can see this consolidation. Why are these content companies trying to become bigger? What does he say? It's because the place where the constraints really are is distribution. The only open distribution platform for any gaming content, guess what, is Windows. The biggest store on Windows is Steam, and it's not ours. People can do any payment instrument, whereas all the other gaming distribution platforms are closed. So here you also see at the same time as the defensive argument with regulators and more aggressive offensive push towards what we've seen Microsoft participate in, which is Epic and the Coalition for App Fairness's push to open up walled gardens and closed ecosystems. In fact, we saw the Senate Judiciary Committee this week actually pass out of that committee a bill that would potentially allow side loading and opening the app stores of Android and iPhone. Now, Folks sent me those stories, and I have to say, we're still well away from where I would cover it more specifically in virtual legality. I've already covered it more broadly as kind of a generalized push towards a regulatory environment for Apple and closed wall ecosystems, period. But that bill in particular coming out of committee still has to be passed by the Senate, still has to be reconciled with the House, all sorts of things. So we'll cover it if it gets a little bit further down the field, but I have my doubts that that will actually be pursued in Congress. Uh, But trust me, I do know of its existence, uh, as I just indicated by summarizing it and talking about how it would potentially present a problem for Android and Apple. And it's one that Microsoft seems keen on helping, right? What you have here in a quote is, we've got a crack in the door, a crack in the window. And Sachi Nadella says, well, maybe we can bust that open a little bit. Certainly we can use it as defense for regulators saying, look, we're the most open platform here. We're not trying to monopolize platforms. We're trying to open them. And we are just buying this content because that's going to allow us to better position ourselves in the distribution market rather than specifically cloud services, specifically Game Pass, whatever it is that you might be concerned about, Mr. Regulator. Uh, And those are the quotes that I really wanted to highlight here. I did want to point out that there's a little bit more context reported on in various places. I can't access the Financial Times directly, unfortunately. It's fully paywalled. If you do have access to that interview, maybe you can find some other quotes you can put in the comments to this video. But there was another site that I did see pick this up. I believe it's GamesRadar, and they covered it. 
and included a little bit of what IGN did. What's the category we're talking about? We will be a bit player in what will be a highly fragmented place. But this also mentions a different component here. This interview was actually not just about the Activision deal. It also had a lot of quotes about the metaverse. And here GamesRadar says, Nadella admits that regulators are likely to scrutinize Microsoft's Activision purchase based on its potential impact on the metaverse rather than simply its current share in the market. But he points out that Microsoft plans to make it easier for people to bounce between its own virtual worlds and those of its competitors. Now, this is the kind of thing that regulators wind up getting a settlement agreement on, wind up expressing concerns on. If you watched the NVIDIA ARM deal, there were talks about NVIDIA trying to promise that they wouldn't do certain things with ARM if they had purchased it. Here, you have Satya Nadella actually saying regulators are likely to look at this from the metaverse perspective. And I think metaverse is a pretty broad terminology that the FTC isn't likely to uh, apply too terribly specifically. Uh, but I think it incorporates that service concept. It incorporates all these advances into having some kind of unified network of content delivery. Whatever the metaverse is to you, it can also be to the FTC or whoever is looking at this paperwork. And when you have Microsoft go out there and say effectively, hey, it's going to be easier for people to bounce between our worlds and those of our competitors, that's also defensive. That's also trying to get out in front of what the regulators might be concerned with, which is siloed uh, infrastructure that's going to be able to better monopolize people's access to it, much like the argument is with something like Apple, uh, where they once you're in that walled garden ecosystem, they can do whatever they like to you, even though they haven't changed the rates uh, most specifically of late. That's what they'd be concerned about. So Microsoft gets out in front and says, hey, our plans are to make this thing interoperable. But much like we saw with Phil Spencer's quote regarding Call of Duty, you can have plans. They can even be legitimate. We don't have to accuse them of bad faith or anything like that. Generally speaking, CEOs of major multinational corporations aren't lying to you at any point in time. They might be omitting. They might be obfuscating. They might be not saying something between the lines that they're otherwise saying. But it's very difficult to bounce back from a straight up direct lie that if Microsoft has plans for interoperability, that's going to depend on the competitors and their plans for interoperability. And so the FTC has to evaluate this on what they think could happen, whether or not they think Microsoft is legitimate, uh, but also what they think could happen in a future where you have siloed metaverses and whether or not that's something that's going to work. Now, do I think Activision actually leads into this conversation? Not so much. The interesting thing about this from a corporate messaging standpoint is they keep mess uh, they keep messaging on the metaverse with respect to the Activision purchase and as best I can tell that's primarily for investors and business minded folks that like to see the word metaverse than anything in Activision's direct portfolio. Yes, maybe now you can get soap from Call of Duty in your metaverse whatever that winds up looking like but it isn't actually the technology that's going to enable the metaverse. It's not the technology that's going to make it better. It's content, content, content. And I really don't think that's the kind of thing that the FTC will wind up worrying about. But who knows? I look at this kind of statement and say, well, Satya Nadella is trying to impress upon the Financial Times and the financial markets that this was a metaverse purchase even though I think that's a very, very thin read, uh, and I don't believe Activision was purchased for that purpose at all. Finishing off here, we get a final quote that I wanted to comment on about regulatory capture. If that's a phrase you're not familiar with, it's effectively the notion that corporations or large entities of any kind 
effectively can take over the regulatory process because they're so big, because they have lobbyists, and because they want to be able to control the rules of the road. And the big issue you have here, the thing that you need to worry about if you're in governance or you're concerned about those rules or the laws that govern the land is that if they do take that over, maybe they're fair, maybe the rules are fair, but they can be onerous. They can be very difficult to follow. They can be thousands of hours of regulatory compliance. And that tends to lock in large corporations. And if there's anything that Microsoft is, I don't think anybody disagrees with this, it's that they are large. So when you hear a quote like the following, if that is what we want to define for every entrance, all I care about is having equal rules of the road for all participants. So if that comes through legislation or through regulation or regulatory enforcement, whatever form, we will be very open to it and engaging. And you've seen quotes very similar to this from Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. He says, hey, we're okay with regulating more social media, more big technology, as long as we get a seat at the table. We want to be able to control what that looks like. And the concern always, always, always has to be, yes, when these big companies do this, we're worried ostensibly at the FTC and the DOJ about killing nascent competition, killing the small company that doesn't have the capacity to abide by overly onerous regulatory environments and can grow up to combat Microsoft or Facebook or Google, that what we want in a dynamic economy says their own guidelines, says their own quotes, says their own press conferences and press releases at the FTC is for those competitors to be able to grow up, provide new services, new products for consumers. And the one thing you have to be very concerned about is when you put all these quotes together in this form and fashion, it very much starts to look like Microsoft that is very interested in getting through this deal. Hey, we don't think it'll be a problem. And no, they wouldn't have entered into it if they thought it would be blocked, but that doesn't mean that they're right. And if we're going to start regulating this stuff, we want to make sure that it's not just aimed at us. We want to make sure that it's aimed at everybody. So let's make sure that we get a seat at the table to tell you what that should look like. Hey, if you're concerned about how the metaverse is going to operate totally within your rights, FTC, let's just make sure that Microsoft is in on that and maybe Google and Facebook, the companies that already exist because, hey, if we can't horizontally merge, if we can't kill nascent competition this way, maybe we can do it through the very regulatory infrastructure that claims that that is the last thing that they want to see. Now, finally, I can't help but notice at the end of this article, so you have to take the rest of this all with a grain of salt that they end it with, in a break from tradition, the FTC will be reportedly stepping in to review Microsoft's Activision data. And if you know anything from virtual legality, you know there is no break from tradition. The FTC reviews these things. It is within their ambit. It's within the act itself. And for whatever reason, this got reported on pretty crazily around the gaming industry. So a little bit of a short one here in virtual legality for today, but I did think these were interesting enough quotes to comment on. If you've got any of your own thoughts about what Sachi Nadella has said, how the regulators are gonna look at all of this, metaverse, cloud gaming, game pass, or what have you, please leave a comment to this video. And as I said at the top, this channel is supported by Patreon. Please do consider checking that out, those tiers out. Special thanks to Nord, and otherwise just subscribing and telling your friends that we're here. Every little bit helps. Every little bit raises that subscriber number here on YouTube. And every time that happens, YouTube gets a little bit more generous with its algorithm and sending out the message that virtual legality is here for hopefully folks to enjoy everywhere in the world. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. 
It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.